This is Brock Dennis, producer of the Sprocket Podcast. This is Aaron Flores, co-host of the Sprocket Podcast. This is Guthrie Straw, co-host of the Sprocket Podcast. And this is us telling you that there's no studio show this week because uh, you guys just went to Crater Lake to ride the rim. Yes. And so we are rebroadcasting a very special episode. That was your first appearance on the podcast. Yeah. Holy <laughs> shit. It was. And my first branding of that phrase, probably. Yeah. Trademark. <laughs> 2011. Um, that would be a trip where you and Adele and myself all went down from Portland and bike toured down there, rode the rim. Um, we we overcame lots of obstacles. We bonded. As, we did as a as a group. Um, but all those details will be forthcoming in this episode. That's correct. Oh, and uh, this is Cyrus making noise. Perhaps he just wants to hold the phone. Um, so. Let's see. Hey, Adele. Any reflections? Oh, sorry. <laughs> any reflections on the 2011 trip? Briefly. Oh, the Carter Lark trip? Yeah. Like, it's so much fun to talk about now, but <laughs> when I think about how hard it was, it was so stinking hard. Um, so yeah, you- and it's like eternal winter at Crater Lake. Like, I wasn't prepared for that. Well, except for when you went up yesterday. But, uh, yeah. Did you ever do it again? Oh yeah, I'd do it again because we found the the route that, like, oh no, we have to retrace the same retrace route. the entire route yeah. with children. No, I would not. I would not. <laughs> with the stomach flu, so we, I, I don't want to. I'm leaning into this. So if I had to do it again, beat for beat, like with the exact same experience, yeah, I, actually, I would do it again. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was the consensus I was on the when we recorded that show. No, <laughs> like it formed me in my bike touring. Like it definitely hardened me as far as what I could handle bike touring. Yes. Um, and but part of would I choose it? <laughs> I don't know if I would choose that again. Yeah. I'd probably choose something different. In 2015, we discovered that there was a much simpler and easier route to get to the same place. And I felt bad, and I think I apologized to you at that time. You apologized as Multiple soon times. as you knew that <laughs> yeah. we were on the wrong route. Right. So, anyways, that's what's coming down the pipe. Uh, this is the Sprocket Podcast crew meeting up in Salem, and you guys are going to talk soon. Mm, soon. Soon. <laughs> uh, audio will be forthcoming. Um, turns out there was a lot of people from Portland over there. Yeah. So, that'd be, that'd be cool. We'll be talking with them, hopefully. Sweet. Um, uh, coming up is uh, Logan, whose last name I don't recall, but uh, he's going to be talking about some of his adventures after this rebroadcasting. Sweet. Hey, Anna. Hey! <laughs> I was going to show her something. I was going to show her something. I think that'll do it. All right. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Sprocket Podcast, where we are simplifying the good life. My name is Brock Dittus. Uh, and I'm Aaron Flores. <laughs> and we are broadcasting from the People's Republic of Portland, nestled in the heart of Cascadia. We are the show that brings you somewhat irreverent conversations about the intricacies of thinking locally with a global perspective and enjoying the best that life has to offer along the way, even if you have to record it twice. <laughs> Covering day-to-day life... Food, alcohol, bicycles, and alternative transportation, arts and culture, communication, and the internet, etc. Send us your input. 
Email us at the Sprout Podcast at gmail.com or telephone us at 503-847-9774. There we go. Uh, thank you so much, Mr. Flores, for uh, for doing the intro with me. I appreciate that. Uh, you are playing co-host wonderfully. Oh, thank and, you. And uh, we even had a, a chance to break you in. So this is the second time we've tried to record this episode. Uh, it's basically just because the computer is old and tired. So... Uh, here we are. Also in the room, Adele, that is my lovely and beautiful wife. Uh, Aww, here thank too. you. You're welcome. I'm here in my basement. That's right. It's great to be talking again. <laughs> it's the first time uh, in a long time that you've actually been like in your own living space when we've been recording the show. So Yeah, usually I'm just uh, wire... <laughs> now I'm talking. <laughs> no, I mean, usually people come and talk and I give them cookies and like nice stuff like that and smiles. That's right. Usually- Not hugs, but like... Miles. That is correct. You know. Yeah. So, anyways, here yeah. we are again. Here we are. And you know, it's actually a good thing that we're recording this again because uh, now we have the the intro music behind us the whole time. The first time it, it stopped uh, just because the disc apparently was slow. So here we are. Uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about the trip that we took down to Crater Lake together as uh, what we called Team Sincerity. Team Sincerity. <laughs> Team Sincerity. So, uh, we will uh, we will outline that real quick. Uh, but uh, first off. What, what are we drinking? And uh, we're drinking. We've drunken more of it, I think, uh, now since. Uh, I'm the a little first time farther along than I anticipated to be because this is our second take. Right. But I am now halfway through my warm can of game day premium brewed iced beer, which kind of tastes like a mix between Keystone Light and Stack. That's I'd right. Like to say mm-hmm. so, Stack doesn't really bring up good memories for me. But I'm 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 being game for game day, and I'm I'm plowing through and. It's making me good. You're being Feel a good, a good I mean. sport for game day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, anyhow, here we are. Um, we uh, let's see. I just want to make sure we cover all the things. We we're drinking that uh, that uh, crappy beer. Aaron, you don't Aaron. drink, so you're drinking uh, root beer. I am drinking a Henry Reinhardt's root beer, which is the best of the sweet root beers. It is very good. Yeah, as opposed to the the uh, the spicy. Root yeah, beers. yeah, sort of the yeah the more spicy sarsaparilla type of. Bittersweet. There we I go. Guess, root beer, yeah. yeah, and I think uh, Weinhardt's is definitely better than Kemper. That's my opinion. Is it more Amen. accessible Amen. than the other root beers? <laughs> <laughs> it is indeed. Yes. <laughs> and, well, when uh, you can get it at the uh, local Checkers Mart. <laughs> oh, yeah, that would that would be <laughs> that the, the accessible, sincere. That's right. Of accessible. And I have on my notes from last time that I uh, was trying to pigeonhole you. I'm not trying to pigeonhole you, Aaron. Uh, you, uh, you, sir, can be whatever you want to be in this great big world of ours. <laughs> Thank you. So. Say what he is again. <laughs> <laughs> what exactly is Aaron Flores? <laughs> and Adele just fell over. Oh, we're not stopping the tape for this one. This is too good. <laughs> no, this is good. <laughs> can you uh, set yourself back up there, How okay? Did that happen? Just, uh. Oh my Leaning too far back, I guess. That's all good. Well, while she's out of the room, Aaron, why don't you tell us? (laughs) We're getting all this stuff so much quicker the second time around. Yeah. (laughs) Why don't uh, Why don't you tell us about the uh, origins of Team Sincerity? Well, uh, Team Sincerity sort of started with uh, me associating you, you Brock, but uh, well, both of you, but you Brock, especially with. Uh, the the quote unquote new sincerity movement, which really is just regular sincerity, right? But, but it's it's sort of appreciating things because they're good, appreciating yeah. things sincerely. It's uh, new versus, because it's back again, right? Right? Yeah, right? Like, right. I it's mean, the, it's kind of hard to understand here in Portland, but uh, you know, uh, people don't always appreciate things ironically. Indeed. And, 
And uh, yeah, there's sort of this movement of people who do appreciate things sincerely. I, I would say you are definitely a prime example of that. Well, thank you. <clears throat> Um, I do my and, best. And you two being the most sincere people I, I would say I associate with uh, regularly anyway. Uh, uh, yeah, so in my head, uh, the first day was sort of calling us like team sincerity. And and uh, I, as I would text people uh, little updates here and there, like that's that's what I would refer to us as is like, oh, team sincerity is now at this church. Uh, Brock is rolling his cigarette and, you know, I'm – Swearing like a sailor. That's right. Profaning the holy. Uh, <laughs> right. The first chance we got. Right. Uh, you know, little updates like that. Uh, Which I so, guess is actually not super sincere, but, but I mean, yeah. That's beside well, the point. We're being sincere to ourselves, I guess. <laughs> we're being exactly who we are. <laughs> There's many forms of sincerity. Uh, Quite so. Right. So, yeah, Welcome so, back, Adele. Hey, thanks. You got your I'm cheers. now yeah, she's elegantly on the edge of my tra- chair rather than rolling backwards. Oh, there we go. You got to so, watch uh, out for these things, yeah. Yeah, they're tricky. Well, that's the one with the – that chair has uh, the arm that's kind of wobbling. Yeah, I felt like yeah. I was just – Sitting back and suddenly it just rolled out from under me and well, there I was. All behind us now. You're, uh, you're still with us. You didn't get hurt. The beer won't leave a stain on the rug. So. Yay. And, Hurrah. And if it does, you're cleaning the carpet soon. <laughs> if it does, yeah, we're moving upstairs. So <laughs> That's right. Brandon and Candace can deal with this mess. Uh, speaking of Brandon and Candace, we didn't uh, say that yet on this take, but uh, Brandon is, uh, is not with us playing co-host tonight. I mean, he's not just playing co-host. He is the co-host most times. Uh, but he is over with uh, a neighbor playing Settlers of Catan. And uh, that's uh, all in the name of building community and uh, and sharing good times with neighbors. So uh, hurrah, Brandon. Uh, actually, we hope you win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Settlers of Catan actually makes people really angry. That's so right. I'm you got, curious to see how much community is built tonight when he comes home. <laughs> you got beaten by your little 10-year-old sister. I did. Julia just like kicked my butt the other day. Right, right. Yeah, but I've, I've been beaten before, so I wasn't too angry. But she's 10. But she's also like the most scheming, devious mind of all <laughs> nine of my siblings. Ten, whatever, how many siblings I have. A lot. Uh, she's, she's very clever. It's hard to keep track of yeah. how many Gale Box there are. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, anyhow. So, Settlers of Catan, uh, Brandon, we wish you well. We hope you do well. Uh, this is Labor Day. I almost forgot to mention that. Labor Day. Uh, we're actually pre-taping. I mean, it's not Labor Day here in the studio right now, but uh, we're taping this to be broadcast on Labor Day since we uh, yeah. will be out and we won't be uh, – we're going to be having a good, a good time and not working. Uh, not <laughs> sincerely laboring. not working in irony. Thank you, and Eugene Debs. We'll be laboring to be – people in your sister's wedding that's right yeah yeah my sister's getting married so we're heading up to to be a part of that whole shindig so anyhow uh, happy labor day and uh, we hope it's a good one for you so uh the crater lake trip of 2011 uh yeah let's get on to the boring Speaking stuff of hard now. work that's right <laughs> <laughs> well we put this thing together uh, uh it was you and i adele said that uh, we should do something on your week off because uh, mm-hmm. you only have one week off this summer, yep. one full week off. Yep. And uh, it was your only chance to do a big, badass bicycling tour. Mm-hmm. And so we said, hey, let's bike from Portland to Crater Lake because mm-hmm. that's like the north part of the state to the south part of the state. And uh, so I started making some maps. Uh, I was talking with my friend Adam Rust, who uh, he uh, he and his family, uh, his wife Jody and his two kids, uh, they've been on the show before. And I don't remember which episode that was, but... Uh, but they are a car-free family or a low-car family, I guess. They rent when they uh, they don't own a car. Uh, but they do most of their getting around town on bicycle, and uh, they are uh, fantastic bicyclists. Uh, they've done uh, some long-distance stuff before. But this was going to be the first time they did a long tour uh, with the family. So uh, so they signed on. And then, uh, Aaron, you, you said, hey, this sounds like a good time. I needed a 
good bike ride. Right. This is <laughs> this is your idea of a good time. Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Masochism as it's at, 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 oh. at its Although, fun. Eric, oh, was... had you known what we were in for, do you think you would have gone? Would you have signed up for it if you had known like what was going to happen on this trip? Because it's pretty eventful. Right. If someone had said to me, like, you know, on day four, you're going to spend all your day pushing a bike up a giant gravel hill. Yeah, mountain. Uh, yeah. And then yeah, you'll mountain. get uh, the flu at the end <laughs> and have to pull through a whole family with yeah. the flu. Oh, spoiler alert, oh, folks. Yeah. Right, right. And we'll get to that because it's yeah. a good story. Yeah, well, but uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Had anybody told me that, um, yeah, I probably would have done it anyway. You still would have done it. Was, it, it was uh-huh. amazing. Good for you. It was awesome. Yeah. It was the best tour ever. It was, it was character. Yes, best tour ever, yeah. thus fitting into the Team Sincerity slogan. That's right. Best day ever. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, it was the first week of August, first full week, and uh, we left on... Saturday. August. We actually left on July 30th, I think. So. Yeah, we did. Very yeah. end of the July, of July, a Saturday morning. That's right. So uh, we uh, we listened to, we were saying, um, the uh, Black Rebel Motorcycle Club song, Ain't No Easy Way Out, which actually became a portend <laughs> for uh, things to come. It, uh, it perhaps it was so pretentious. Yeah, you wouldn't believe. Do you think that's like the butterfly effect, where we, because we played that song, so many uh, things seem to be more difficult farther down the down the line? Uh, well, I mean, there were, a lot of the beginning stops were already planned you know that's true we, we had to go to home depot for the hardware for your rack right you know we, right we still needed the gro- well we maybe could have skipped the grocery thing there was not anyway. an easy way out of portland but then even later on in the trip there was not an easy way out of <laughs> the mess that we got ourselves into the, yeah suburb hell <laughs> eventually that's oh right. oh yeah it just kept going <laughs> So yeah. Anyway, so we stopped at a lot of places, but uh, after we got our food, we got uh, your rack put on your bike, Adele. Mm-hmm. Um, then we we finally were out of town. We had to stop by REI to buy water purification tablets uh, so we could drink water and socks and socks. Yeah, yeah. They wouldn't take your socks back. Remember that? No, I was pretty mad at them. Yeah, yeah. They had no record, and and we we could have sworn that we bought those socks from them. But, yeah. Well, uh, REI used to be pretty lax. They didn't care if you had a receipt or it was on your record. They said, sure, just bought from REI. We'll take it back. Here's some store credit. Have fun. Yeah, yeah. But now apparently they. They've changed their little policy, and you have to actually be, you know, like a member, have to have it on your member record, but mm-hmm. tis no problem. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, we, we started out thinking that we were going to go to Silver Falls and actually, uh, Silver Falls State Park is a beautiful place, uh, beautiful waterfalls. And we had been there before, I think the year, mm-hmm. uh, the year prior. Never and camped it, there though. Never camped. Yeah. Aaron, that was your first big ride from Portland, wasn't it? Um, <clears throat> You're talking about the uh, last October, the big retreat ride. Yeah. 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 That yeah. Was, um, actually, probably even before the Crater Lake ride was probably, as far as mileage, the longest bike ride I've ever taken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. We, did, we did like 55 miles down to, uh, down to Silver Falls, and uh, that was, yeah, it was uh, cloudy that day, so it was a different sort of dynamic. But, uh, yeah. And, and it was up. To Silver Falls. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we climbed a lot on that route because outside yeah. of Silverton, uh, Silverton's a cute little town, uh, beautiful little creek, uh, cute shops and everything. Hard to find ice cream. Hard to but. find ice cream, but we did eventually find it on this time. But yeah, uh, going out of town, whichever way you go, you have to climb a bunch of hills. So, so this time around, yeah, uh, you know, going out through the farm country in Oregon was uh, was beautiful. Mm. Um, but uh, some of that farm country is on very large hills. Mm. Uh, so we did quite a bit of climbing, quite a bit of, uh, of pushing, and uh, a lot of it without shirts. So, yeah. Uh, team shirtless, I team think. Team shirtless was, was one of the. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we other were all names. shirtless at one point. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, and actually, as far as the whole like Silver Lake ride the first time, I just remembered like how what a big struggle it was and how awful you know that those last twenty miles were right. from Silverton to to Silver Lake and uh, Silver Falls, Silver Falls, whatever. It's okay. It's okay. To silver, silver, water. and to silver body of water, insert name here. Right, right. Uh, anyhow, uh, yeah, I just remember how difficult it was <clears throat> and just trying to mentally prepare myself for that. And uh, when we went through that on our way, incidentally, to SIO this time around. Right. Uh, S-C-I-O. SIO. It's pronounced SIO, too. Uh, yeah. Uh, I... I totally didn't even think about how hard it was. Like we got to Sio and I was thinking, is that it? Right. Right. Because I, I remember it being much, much yeah, more difficult. That day you, you and I, Adele actually had, <clears throat> we were starting to feel pretty bushed, pretty tired just because it was a hot day. Uh, yeah. The sun was, was beating down on us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't really have a headwind or anything that day. I don't think, mm-hmm. but it was just hilly. And then we were kind of riding on, on sugar high. Oh remember? yeah. There was we, that moment. We really didn't yeah. eat a big, any huge meals that day. No, and then we incidentally had, we didn't feel hungry. Right. Right. Well, and we had huge bowls <laughs> of, um, what, what kind of berries are they huckleberries huckleberry Uh, ice cream in silver silverton yeah and then we were like oh we're so full we don't need dinner for hours and then we start biking (laughs) and then 10 miles later i start booking it to get ahead of you guys to grab something and like eat it because i'm starting to feel pretty pretty dizzy covertly and then so you guys pull up and i'm like stuffing chocolate covered pretzels into my mouth (laughs) and you guys are like give us some of those (laughs) we are hungry we're about to fall over (laughs) indeed so the the end of the day we were we were pretty tired i think we did about 65 miles that first day yeah right it was a good day yeah i maybe should clarify like i'm not like any kind of like superman or anything oh you 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 really are you're you're, uh you're (laughs) a man among men stop that uh i mean i I, yeah i definitely was tired but i i thought like it was going to be much more of a struggle Mm -hmm. you know than than it ended up being yeah yeah, i mean you can't kill yourself the first day because we had a whole week of of biking ahead of us so it's true it's good we didn't didn't push it too hard yeah um so we stayed that night with uh these uh, retired educators in uh sio oregon and uh, they were wonderful folks folks we made contact with through uh warmshowers.org it's the couch surfing of bicycle touring and uh yeah they uh apparently man what were their names i should have done my prep Uh, oh it was uh, roger um uh gaither roger and may and may gardner Nicely done. Nicely done. Really? You've got last names and everything. Wow. Good job. Yeah. Well, I, I got to say, if you're going to plan uh, a bicycle tour anywhere through the Willamette Valley and uh, you're going even close to uh, Sio, Staten, uh, Silver Falls, you got to look them up. Um, I, uh, I hope this doesn't give them a whole influx, a whole <laughs> rush of people. Yeah. And they have like 100 people showing up on their doorstep <laughs> at once. But uh, you get in touch with them and uh, talk to them. They, uh, they do know the meaning of hospitality. Yeah, too. they're amazing. Uh, and, them being also cyclotourists. That's uh, right. Really know how to treat other tourists. Yeah, they knew right. what we needed. Um, Lots of food. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. showers. Oh, yeah, you got there. Yeah, you got actually, I just awesome. found uh, there was a little business card that Roger made. Uh, he did a trip on May 16th to July 15th. Hey, I bet that's the Rusts. Hang on a minute. Yay. So, Adam and Jody. Yeah, we got to catch up to where we meet up. All right, so I just talked to Adam Rust, and he's uh, he's totally on board for uh, filling in the details of the trip. So, anyways, uh, the the next day we went from Sio down through uh, was it Lynn County, and then into uh, Lane County, where Eugene, Oregon, is located, and that was a 
fairly good ride. It was flat. Uh, it was easy to to make the the mileage. Uh, we did it. I think a lot faster than we thought we would. Yeah, were we? I think was it you or Adele? Like you said, you were planning on being there like around seven. Oh yeah, um, Brock was thinking we'd miss <clears throat> dinner with our friends, right. In Eugene, right. But we made it way early. Yeah, we actually got there, what, like around four? Yeah, Something in time like to that, go yeah. to Ninkasi. That's right, Ninkasi Brewery down Most in Oregon. amazing brewery uh, Eugene, Oregon. in the world. Mm-hmm. Yes. Very good. Uh, should mention, those tables at the tap room are not bolted to the floor. <laughs> so if you sit down and uh, like put some weight on the on the table, you know, and you got a couple pints up there, they will slosh about. You'll usually so, figure out if tables are fixed to the floor or not, Brock. <laughs> I have a knack for that. I have a knack for finding all of those. Uh, you have angled knees. <laughs> all those weak spots, yeah. So, yeah, so we went down, we had a couple pints there, had their uh, fantastic pretzels, mm. and then uh, we stayed with our folks who live uh, there in downtown. That was when we hooked up with uh, Adam and Jody. So maybe at this point I'll call Adam and uh, we'll get him in on the uh, conversation as well. Yeah. So uh, While you're comes. dialing that, <clears throat> or are you paused? No, you're, uh, you're rolling. Okay, so while you're dialing that, I wanted to mention about how uh, staying with Roger and May convinced me that cyclotourists – are some of the best people like they understand travel they understand hospitality like they're really mm-hmm. willing to go out of their way for you know getting to know other people they really are yeah and all right i think we've got adam are you there i'm here fantastic can Sweet. you hear us and we can hear you yeah i can hear you fantastic all right well we uh, we just got to the point where we were going to talk about uh, leaving eugene so uh awesome. And perhaps maybe it would be a good idea for you, Adam, to tell us uh, how you were feeling that day because you weren't feeling all that hot. I was not feeling all that hot. Um, one of my kids had been sick a couple of days before, like a stomach flu type of thing, and it apparently had passed to me. So the, the night before we were due to start pedaling, we were there in Eugene, and I had all kinds of headache and sickness and not sleeping and just felt miserable. And so I woke up the next morning and talked with uh, the rest of our crew about whether or not I should go on. And in your encouraging fashion, you convinced me to go on. <laughs> you and I felt like dying. <laughs> yeah, you uh, you were you were really that whole day just like every time we stopped, you laid down on the ground uh, or went to a bathroom uh, or both. Uh, so <laughs> that is true. Yeah, I remember the first time we stopped after leaving Eugene. It took us a while to get out of town there too because we had to we had to look at your bike, Aaron, because it was. Uh, Oh, right. Yeah. yeah, I had to take that to that shop um, in Eugene, which the lady then uh, congratulated me for using the bike for what it's meant to be used for. <laughs> that's right, uh, to its full potential, right, to its, the wording. Yeah, that's what she said, yeah. to its full potential. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so apparently the front wheel kept coming loose because, you know, I'm actually putting weight up on, on the fork there, which, you know, most people don't do that. That's uh, right, yeah. But, yeah, she didn't think anything was really wrong with it other than just all that weight plus the torque of the disc brake you know that quick stopping causes that front wheel to kind of like come loose from its uh uh housing i don't know the right word for it but sure <laughs> yeah 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 so just had to really wrench that skewer down tight and otherwise yeah, it, <clears throat> it would just uh, kind of work itself loose uh, here and there right yeah anytime i had to brake hard or like hit a bump it would, it yeah. would do that yeah so uh, we got uh, we got that looked at uh, your bike. You you received the compliment, uh, yeah. Adele. You went uh, shopping for us. You uh, mm-hmm. you helped us find co-op in Eugene. Yeah, and uh, what is it? The Kiva. I don't remember something the like that. Uh, Kivu. No, that's the coffee. Yeah, yeah the Kiva. That was a good. Uh, oh, it was a sweet anyway. spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. Awesome. 
cute little uh, cute little market down there. Um, so yeah, we headed down the Highway 99, and I believe Adam, you uh, you were the one that actually helped us find our way out of the the suburban jungle. <laughs> well, I, I uh, had one observation that helped us, but other than that, Brock, you really were the primary navigator. And though admittedly we had a few wrong turns, it was okay. We always figured that out. Got back on course. Yeah, you know, it was a little confusing there getting out of Eugene, but eventually we found Highway 99. And then we were cruising. There we go. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. can I just jump in there? It was kind of a crash course for me to feel like to feel what it's like to pull a four and a half year old um, right. in a fully loaded bike trailer. Um, the rest have this awesome chariot trailer that um, I hitched on. They helped me hitched onto my bike because Adam was obviously feeling not up to pulling Mercy. And so I was like, oh, sure, I'll take it. Like, I can handle this. Like, of course I can do this. I'm in shape. I'm fit. And then once I actually started rolling with that thing, <laughs> I just immediately, like, just swears go, started going off in my head. Like, this is the hardest thing I've ever done. I think it's about 60 pounds of gear and child. <laughs> and, and so um, I got used to it by probably an hour later by the time we hit the first town and took a break but um yeah that was pretty interesting just sort of seeing what uh adam and jody have gotten used to and and go on bike trips with that's right yeah so, we, much we respect the rust major props yeah 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 well and you handled it like a champ adele oh, Good work. Yeah. yeah it was it got fun eventually like mercy was very entertaining and <laughs> kept very educated discussions going about her um her dream um aquarium and various planet okay. earth shows so anyways yeah, I, I was very impressed adele it seemed like you uh you were able to keep a conversation going with uh with mercy uh, the whole the whole time almost like like you were almost never off so well, i was... kind of had to because after mm-hmm. about an hour she started protesting and wanting someone else to pull her like i want someone cooler than this girl so, <laughs> so i was like okay um do you know the song Waltzing Matilda? I don't care because I'm going to sing it for you. And so I just start singing it and <laughs> she stopped, stopped being upset. And I guess from that point on, we uh, kind of became bikey friends. So You were bonded. So it was good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, another place we stopped was Cottage Grove. We just uh, we we're gonna kind of fuel up there and uh, get some food before uh, before we left in, into the wilderness for the until the end of time. Basically, onto their ever expanding bike trail. That's right. Yeah, and the joke there is that uh, the the bicycle trail. There's an off road path that goes uh, from Cottage Grove back into the forest, uh, kind of along the Row River. I believe it's the Row River Trail. Uh, Adam, you were passed out. You were you were there on the ground and uh, and you slept for about an hour. Um, and then, uh, we, you were out uh, getting coffee, Aaron. I right. think Adele, you also Adele went yeah, we, we hunted down some good coffee. Yeah. yeah. It was a cute little joint, uh, that was like a coffee house slash bookstore slash Italian food yeah, slash restaurant. Theater. Slash, slash theater. Yeah. Plumbing yeah. service. <laughs> yes. Everything in one. <laughs> slash, uh, slash hospitality, uh, service. I don't know. Like yeah. <clears throat> we get there and, uh, Adele, you made pretty fast friends with the people, uh, who works there and you know just from me also being there then started a conversation up with them and oh where are you going where are you from you know oh, we're heading to crater lake we're from portland oh you guys are insane yes we know uh, <laughs> standard conversation <laughs> right yeah standard conversation <laughs> with people who find out what we're doing yeah and uh <laughs> this older lady comes up kind of like overhearing our conversation and she's like oh are, are you gonna go on the bike trail you know it's it's we've got this 28 mile long bike trail next to the river and i was i wasn't thinking about like the details of it just but uh 
yeah, just agreed and was like, yeah, yeah, that's that's part of our tr- our our plan. That, totally, we're going on that on the river trail. And, yeah, awesome, thank you. And you know, she was like beaming and all happy that we're <clears throat> using this famous and again ever expanding uh, bike trail. Right. Because what was the actual mileage? It's like twelve miles. Yeah. Do you remember Adam? Uh, I thought it was 17 or something, but that sounds anyway. about right. Yeah. yeah. So from 17 to 28 and then, so that became the running joke as we were on this trail and it, the uh, mileage just kept getting longer and longer. Yeah. I heard they have a 45 mile trail on Cottage Grove. <laughs> right. Heard right. it goes all the way to, uh, uh, what did we say? El Dorado. El Dorado. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, we took that all the way out and, uh, that took us past the reservoir back in the hills there and, uh, um, yeah, we ended up that night uh, on a Forest Service road at uh, Camp Hobo, which was a free campground back uh, in the forest on the Forest Service road. And also a club for uh, teenage people. That's teenage right. Kids. Yeah, yeah, young reprobates from uh, from all throughout the area gathered there that night to, uh, to sing, dance, and uh, drink illegally, I suppose. So, yeah. Uh, I don't, Adam, I don't know how much you remember about that night because you uh, you were still feeling uh, pretty, uh, pretty ill, but... Uh, yeah. I don't remember much, to be honest with you. <laughs> I think we, we left you That's, on the picnic table there, and, and that was where you lay for, for some time. The sweat That's right, but I, I do remember contemplating one thing at that point, which was I started out that morning thinking, I can't do 55 miles in this state. <laughs> but but I had encouragement from all my friends, like, oh, there's no problem. We'll we'll help you. We'll take your load. We'll carry you, whatever we got to do. So I was like, okay, you talked me into it. And then I thought, you know what? For anyone else who does this, they need to understand that it actually is possible to do 55 miles on a bike when you have the stomach flu. So that's, that's right. I'm not saying it's enjoyable, but I'm just saying it's humanly possible. You know, we did it. But, yeah, I passed out after that, and I don't remember anything until the next morning. <laughs> well, what happened was we had some pretty cool road magic, as you could say, with just people on either side of our campsite being super generous. Oh, yeah, that's I, true. Maybe it was, like, the kids sort of magnetically attracted generosity or, we need to help you, but uh, you don't have a car, you poor people, <laughs> no car. So uh, so the neighbor to um, one side of us, this um, woman who, like, lived out of her RV, she, she brought over some um, super thick peanut butter fudge brownies, just huge globs oh, yeah, of brownie awesome. and gave them to us, which was right what I needed. And then the other two... Um, like groups on either on either side of us brought us firewood and mm-hmm. we didn't have an axe to chop wood so we were kind of scrounging in the woods with what we could make do and people just came and like dumped big arm armloads of firewood yeah for us and we're like here you go and so that was super cool it was really 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 cool yeah yeah uh so we slept that night uh and to their credit all the young reprobates turned their stereos down before i think before sunset so uh <laughs> we actually slept pretty well um a, a nice coincidence was that we bumped into a guy who actually we had met on uh, Adele, you and I, when we had yeah. done the West Coast on bicycles uh, back in 2009. Uh, actually, we didn't talk to him. He was he was just kind of chilling, I think, in, in the campground. But uh, his uh, his site mate, who was building a sweat lodge. His um, uncle. His uncle, that's right. Um I said, hey, uh, I think that guy recognized you. <laughs> so anyways. <laughs> it, it was kind of cool and kind of awkward at the same time because he didn't come up and say hi. Right. But then we were also packing up and busy getting out. So yeah. we didn't need to, I don't know, right. rekindle the acquaintanceship. Yeah, but, he spoke to us through a proxy. Yeah. But it was a cool, cool sort of rejoining of yeah. class. 
So uh, after the night at uh, Club Hobo, what? <laughs> what, what? <laughs> we, uh, we packed up and we headed uh, up the Forest Service Road. And uh, at this point, that was where we really started going uphill. Like we'd done a little bit of hill climbing here and there on the trip, but uh, Forest Service Roads just don't fuck around. Like when you go back mm. into the forest, it's uh, the, you, you, you know, <laughs> you got to be ready to actually uh, pull some serious miles. Go into miles. the forest. Yeah. yeah. For real. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. So uh, we climbed up that, and uh, I had known that there was going to be gravel on the road, or that it was going to be a you know a loose surface uh, as opposed to a paved road at some point. But I had no idea that it was going to be as uh, as steep and as hard of a climb as it was. Uh, Adam, do you remember? Uh, I suppose you remember that day very very well. Yeah, I have more uh, recognition of that day because I was feeling a little better by then. Yeah, but yeah, that was a hard day. That was very hard. Um, basically, uh, Oregon Trail Pioneers by bike. It certainly was. Hi, Jody. Good to hear your voice. <laughs> hey, Jody. <laughs> hey. Yeah. Uh, what happened was basically we had so much weight uh, on our bikes and with the trailers and everything that we eventually could not ride um, up the hill, and so we had to push. Oh, yeah. uh, and so that involved a lot of uh, going back and forth. And uh, Aaron, you uh, you were I think one of the one of the first people to like say, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna run up and." You know, push my bike up, and then I'll run down the hill and grab some other cargo. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, I th- I think I might. Well, I think we no, both. Did. It was sort of. I think you might have yeah. started that trend, and then <clears throat> I I sort of latched onto it as a way to get us all up that mountain. Right. Well, I I uh, was sort of the least burdened as far as weight. Right. You didn't have a trailer. And I didn't have a trailer, mm-hmm. or I didn't have as much as anyone else. Um, right. And I or loose bowels. <laughs> right. I, yeah, and I wasn't sick at yet um and so yeah i just kept walking kept walking and it was a point in time that i realized it was like 20 minutes to a half hour um and i couldn't even see any of you guys so i just kind of threw my bike down in the shade and i started walking down mostly with the intent of seeing how far back everybody was Mm -hmm. uh and then seeing you pulling uh mercy Mm -hmm. up the hill and uh yeah it sort of I think, again, we probably both got the idea independent of each other. Let's just get all our bikes to some shaded area, come back down, grab somebody else's bike, you know, help them pull that up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that was something really, really cool um, about that came out of this sort of potentially horrible. <laughs> yeah, we all, time. I mean, every person was on board with it. We all had to pitch in and like, you know, one person haul a bike, one person pushed the trailer up behind it. One person, you know, Adam had one of, you know, his daughters on his shoulders and he was carrying her up the hill. That made for a cute picture. It did. <laughs> it was all about the cute picture. Yeah. There a lot of opportunities for cute pictures there. I know uh, we had uh, we had a long, long climb. And every time it seemed like maybe it was going to level off, uh, it just went around a corner and, and kept going up farther and steeper. Yeah. Uh, so it was a good, would you say six hours? I don't remember how no, long. No, I think it felt like six hours, but I think in reality it was about <laughs> three or four hours. Okay. Cause I'm guessing we went about, we walked and pushed our, all our, all our stuff about three miles uphill. It always feels farther uphill, but yeah, I think we were going about and, a mile an hour is what Adam had estimated we were doing at one point, which yeah. I think is probably true. So I don't know. Yeah. I will say this though. It's like, there's kind of that uh, adage that, you know, hard times bring people together. That's true. Yeah, you know, like, Amen. we were having kind of a, a little bit of a rough patch there, but I, I was really impressed with everybody banding together like that and, you know, 
one person who's maybe not as burdened like Aaron was running back and helping somebody who had a trailer. And, um, you know, I could tell that the mindset was we've all got to get there together. You know, nobody was like breaking away and kind of being the, you know, way out in front, leave everybody mm-hmm. in the dust. That never happened. And I, I really appreciated that. Um, and, and I really appreciated kind of just that unspoken sense of solidarity that was among the group at that moment, even though I think we were all kind of like, Oh my gosh, when is this hill ever going to top out? Like this is impossible. <laughs> You know, like there's a lot of potential for discouragement, but instead we just kind of kept charging and did it together. And that was a really rewarding part of the trip Mm -hmm. for that reason. It was. And when we finally got to the the top, uh, you know, we were, we we did not go over Bohemia mountain, but we were in the Bohemia mountain vicinity, I guess. And when we finally got to that level spot where, where there was flat ground and, uh, and we could get back on the bikes and actually ride them, um, I just remember like it had been ages and ages since I'd actually been on a bike to ride one. And uh, it almost felt like a foreign concept. It almost felt like we'd always been climbing this mountain and we always would be. Uh, but then we finally broke into it. So I just have to ask uh, both of you, Rusts, um, what what were your uh, thoughts like when we when you realized that this is we were actually going to do this? We were actually going to get off of our bikes and push them up over a mountain. Uh, was it, did you ever think this was not what you signed up for? I'll have to confess the thought did cross my mind. Um, <laughs> That's a charitable way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but I also simultaneously thought, well, we're not going back. I mean, <laughs> crap, we've climbed this far. Like, I'm not wasting that. <laughs> right. So it was just kind of, I mean, just like when you're on a long stretch, even if you are on the bike and you are on the pavement, you know, if you have like a 100-mile day, eventually you hit some spot where you're just like, man, this is getting old. I'd really like to take a break or whatever. But the, the antidote at that point is I just got to keep going. You know, there's no, no real choice about it. You just got to keep going. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'd certainly ho- had hoped for the wind in my hair that day, but, you know, we didn't have it right then. And that's just <laughs> part of the trip. You, you get that sometimes and you don't other times, you know, just take it in stride. That's right. Jody? Yeah, I think I, I was pretty just, focused on continuing until we got to the top and uh, I don't think I had a moment where I was like oh my goodness this is never like can't do this anymore but um, yeah like and then I also knew that probably there wasn't going to be another day like that so just you know live for the moment that's right (laughs) and that we did yeah. I was glad that we had the iodine tablets because uh, uh, we would have run out of water a long time, really you know, uh, before before the top, I think. But uh, we were able to stop at a couple creeks on the way up and fill up. And uh, we rode down the hill. Uh, There's a lot of gravel. Uh, downhill riding is probably not much more fun than going up, except that you're going a little bit faster. Uh, but my hands got pretty cramped, I remember, from going down uh, down the hill and trying to maintain speed so I wouldn't go out of control. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, it's sort of hard in a different realm. Either. Yeah. You're going downhill, so you have to like maintain that control. Mm-hmm. You are going faster, but there's sort of the, more of that risk of like falling off and breaking something, right? Yeah. As opposed to like if you're walking up a hill, it's strenuous, it's not fun, um, but the chances of you falling off and you know breaking your neck are pretty slim. Yeah, that's true. Was, yeah. Well, it was such a day of extremes for me because climbing up the mountain, we were going so slow and it was pretty painful, and I was just thinking, wow, really junkies for pain right now and then uh, we get over the pass and I just can't wait to go downhill and go fast but then it's so easy to careen out of control that you know suddenly I got too much speed too much adrenaline going and so it was either you know I was going too slow or I was going too fast there wasn't 
you know, much happy medium to that day, but you know, still was, I, I tried to slow down and just kind of enjoy it. I mean, the scenery was beautiful. We were in a beautiful part of Oregon, pine forests, rushing mountain streams. Well, we, uh, we did not go as far that day as we thought we would because, uh, because of the, uh, the obvious incline and difficulty of getting over the mountain. We thought we were going to get uh, all the way down to the state highway um, and well on our way to Diamond Lake by, by that night. But actually, we ended up uh, pulling off at a free campground, which was nice. It was free. Um, and it was right next to a creek. I believe that Steamboat. was Steamboat Creek, mm-hmm. yeah, that we, were, that we were riding next to for a while. Um, but, uh, that night it was, uh, it was a lovely campground. It was also well, free. <laughs> I was, I was gathering kindling and I saw this paper on the ground and I, <clears throat> I mean, we had cleaned up, we'd noticed there was some previous occupants that had left garbage around. So I just assumed it was paper and garbage. And after I had a handful of it, I noticed that some of the paper was obviously used contaminated right but at that point i already had some in my hands what do you do like well yeah that's it and we needed stuff to start it the fire with anyway so So we actually had a poop fire that night (laughs) basically (laughs) good times uh in a completely unrelated note uh jody you had to tend to some uh uh, some unpleasant uh, effects of of just kind of the spreading disease that night yeah, that was the night that Mercy started puking. So she was um, victim number three, two. Yes, and three. she she pulled a all nighter. Um, <laughs> she just was throwing up all night in the tent. But, oh, poor girl. Um. Yeah. So we didn't really get much sleep that night, and then it was morning. <laughs> and it was a new day. <laughs> Time for coffee. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that was rough. I, I felt bad for you guys just because it seemed oh, yeah. like uh, it had been such a such a hard, grueling day, and then uh, and then it was a long night of of mercy feeling just terrible, you know, and no fault of her own. It was just the the rampaging virus. But yeah, well, we we got up and we had uh, we had breakfast and uh, pulled together our stuff, and and then we rode on out. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we we met the uh, highway 138 and we kept uh, kept riding towards Crater Lake. It was a beautiful scenery as well along the Umpqua River. Not made of ice cream, as uh, as we found out. Yeah, so I was surprising. Disappointed. It's a letdown. Yeah, yeah. I, that, that's funny. Anyone who's not from Oregon, because there's a brand called Umpqua ice cream. Uh, so now you can laugh at the joke along with us. Uh, but we uh, we made our way up the highway. Uh, there was there was a little bit of climbing, but it was it was a fairly good ride. Um, we were all very. Uh, very tired and very ready for a break by the time we get got to the only store on the highway. And uh, I believe there's the Dry Creek store, which is at Dry Creek, uh, but it's really not near anything. Uh, it's just kind of out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, but we bought the things that we had been kind of wanting that whole uh, that whole time away yes. from civilization. You know, we were really we were only gone from the city for like, you know, 24 to 48 mm-hmm. hours. But but by the time we got there, we were really hungry. And so Cheetos, uh, a full half gallon of Umqua ice cream, uh, Popsicles, all all the works. It was uh, that was a well deserved break, I think, and uh, we enjoyed ourselves mm-hmm. greatly. And yeah. it took us. That was yeah. epic. It was epic, yeah. Yeah, we downed that yeah. half gallon of ice cream in about five minutes. Yeah, it did. I, take I us looked at it; long. it was the super dense chocolate, you know, southern mud pie yeah. deal. And I was like, I don't know if four of us can eat this. And then I was like, Why <laughs> did I even wonder that? Because it was gone so fast. And I was looking around for the next half gallon. <laughs> so good. Oh man. Yeah, that was uh, that was very great. Um, 
we we progressed from there and i think the trip only got harder and maybe less enjoyable and ah, uh yes. more desperate and desolate that was the afternoon from hell. Uh, yeah, yeah yeah i yeah. think after we got to the dry creek store uh the the highway just started going uphill and uh jody you remember this better than any of us because uh, at that point you had started to get some of this flu bug as well yeah, um, when we were stopped at the store, I, I didn't really feel sick. I just mostly felt really wiped out, and I thought it was probably just from not getting any sleep the night before helping out Mercy in the tent. But um, as we biked on, I just was dragging, and I then I started to feel a little nauseated, and I tried eating, and soon after realized eating was not the answer to my problem. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Yeah, that was so, tough. I know I was in the back of the line with uh, with you, Adam, and uh, at that point, I think I mean you had you had been kind of sick for the first day, and so day two was was just kind of like uh, uh, just kind of an extension of that. Like you, your your muscles were probably still kind of healing, uh, and your body was still kind of getting used to, to going back to work, and so uh, mm-hmm. you and I were there uh, kind of at the, ta- the tail end of the whole thing for quite some time. Yeah. We were. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Adele, you and Mercy, yeah, you were towing her trailer. And Aaron was up company there. too. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. you guys were kind of up at the front. Uh, yeah. And, and that was kind of a strange experience because yeah. I, I got the trailer with Mercy from um, Jody um, just because she looked tired. And then I just kind of took off with <laughs> with right. the kid. And Aaron, because I was like, oh, they'll catch up. I'm, I'm going to be the slowest one here. So I'm just like kind of pedaling for all it's worth sort of and then we go for like 10 miles and there's no sign of them we were gone like we had lost sight of everybody i had just assumed that jody was with uh with you and and adam right so i figured like okay so those three are going to be hanging back and kind of taking it easy Mm -hmm. and so adele's going to be sort of taking the front and so i was going to ride with adele kind of keep her company and just make sure like um, you know, riding alone, like if something were to happen to one of us, you know, it's just like you need to have like somebody else to maybe go back and relay messages or something like that. Um, and not realizing until it was pretty much kind of too late, you know, that it was already that we lost like, our yeah, the other half we of were our party so far ahead. Yeah. And so I don't know. We had we were like slowing it down and slowing it down and. I think I can't remember if it was you or me just decided well, let's just stop and pull over. Yeah. And and wait. Well, I said at a certain mile marker we're going to stop and wait for them. Yeah. And we did and then we just waited and waited and waited. And it was and like almost I think it was an about hour. almost an hour of waiting by the side of the road and I was almost <laughs> like multiple times I was about to flag down a car and ask if they'd seen any cyclists but you know, what would be the point? Cause yeah. of course they would have seen them. I was like, well, if they're, yeah, they're dead, <laughs> some car would see us and stop and say, Hey, someone, your friends are dead, dead back there. Like your friends are gone, but that didn't happen. So I kind of held up hope that you guys would find us eventually, which, which you did. Yeah. Um, uh, Jody, you were the first to come upon us and you were coming pretty slow. Uh, and so I think I pretty much instantly knew like something was up, but my, thinking like kind of i went to worst case scenario and i was thinking like something was up with like brock or adam like either they're injured or they can't go on for some reason or another Mm -hmm. uh so anyways so you came up jody 
And that's when you told us uh, that you were I remember done. That you guys seemed, you guys were like, are you guys okay? Like you seemed like super worried. And I was totally like in my own zone of like trying not to like fall off my bike and die. And just like, yeah, I'm sick. I had like nothing else to say except I'm sick and how much I hate mosquitoes. Oh yeah. There were a lot of mosquitoes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. They were villains. So we made it to, uh, very close, I think, to where we wanted to be, uh, but we still had a long ways to go. We were and 18 miles away still from Diamond Lake. Yeah, I guess that's that close point. on a 45-mile day, kind sure. of, but uh, but it was a lot longer than we had expected. But uh, there was some road construction that was kind of in the way. They had been uh, kind of tearing the road apart. Winding uh, the shoulder. Yeah, yeah. So we, we had been riding kind of in, in the lane of traffic, uh, essentially, with, with uh, whoever was on the highway there. And eventually we got to the point where we got up to the top. Uh, we, we had all reconnected. Well, all of us had kind of found each other, and so we all progressed on slowly. Uh, and uh, at, the, at the point where the construction was happening, the flagger told us that uh, basically for our own safety, everyone would have to load into a vehicle. Uh, they, had, uh, they had a uh, pilot car, uh, which was just a truck uh, with, with a light on it. And uh, that was going to take us from one place to another. So we got there. Uh, the Rust family was still kind of back uh, back behind, and Jody was still kind of discovering how sick she was. And uh, Adele and I and Aaron were all up uh, at the front of the of and, the line. And Mercy. And, yeah, and Mercy, Mercy was, was in her trailer. Yeah. And so it was this classic movie moment where uh, where all of a sudden Aaron just says, "All right, you guys go." <laughs> You guys go. I'll I'll take care of this, and so we just start loading up. You know, kind of like in a in a flurry. Well, it was so dramatic. It was like I don't know what Brock you said. It reminded you of, of Children of Men. Or it kind something. of reminded like, me. Get of out that. of here now! And so Aaron's just like go, and so we just like start blowing <laughs> stuff in the back of the pickup truck, and like like make sure like Mercy's in there, okay, and then like Brock gets in, and we're like go while you can escape this place. <laughs> and so you know, like this old lady Barbara or whatever I don't know what her name was like. Gets in the car. She's a flagger, and she starts oh, driving us. Up we do know. Road. We do know her name. Oh, that's and right. I, I can find that for you. Oh, later. okay. Well, keep, well, she keep was super cool. So we should, you know, acknowledge her. But but um, on the bright side, we got four miles. We got a four mile ride up this pretty steep, winding mountain road, which we were not in. No, we were in no shape to handle at that point. So it was kind of a blessing that that right. road construction was there and that they made us, um, that they forced us into their pickup trucks. <laughs> it was four miles of, uh, of riding. We did not have to do that. Day, yeah. I guess. Yeah. And I mean, that's uh, you can argue about the simplicity of that, of that whole mode of transport, but at the, at the point, I think we appreciated it greatly. Mm-hmm. So it was, uh, it was good times. That was the point at which uh, I guess, Adam, you and Jody kind of decided to pull the ripcord. Well, yeah, I, I think it was more me recognizing that Jody had pulled the ripcord. <laughs> All I did was lay down in the ditch. <laughs> yeah, once we got out of the pilot car, the process there was we the pilot car dropped us off. We offloaded all the stuff, and Jody, without a word, just laid down in the ditch. And that's all you. Right all she needs to do. <laughs> and yeah, and so it was kind of like, well, the message is clear here. We know where Jody stands on the issue. Um, so Adele, rather helpfully pulls out Jody's sleeping bag and allows her to crawl inside. And then we had a little conference of those of us who remained conscious and, um, and I guess just in a matter of a few minutes decided that this would be the point where it would be wise for my parents who live about an hour away to just come and get us because we're in such bad shape 
and whoever wants to continue riding can continue riding on to that night's destination. So, so uh, the three of you went on, and our whole family decided to stay in the ditch and let Jody <laughs> put her lunch on the ground. And um, then my dad came. You mean like for in a sack? <laughs> she just she oh, just put her her sack dad? lunch on the ground. Did she put no, her lunch no, on the ground uh, in a brown paper bag? Uh, no, it would have been more sightly if she had. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so it, it felt a little bit like admitting defeat, but in the back of my mind, I was kind of like, "No, this isn't total defeat. There's still a there's still a chance here that some more miles can be ridden." But I just knew that at least for that moment, Jody wasn't going an inch further. Right. And uh, and it was just kind of important. I felt for our whole family to stay together. So mm. so that's why we all just ended up jumping in with my dad. He brought us all the way back to their house that night um, where we, we stayed and kind of let Jody recover. Well, you guys went on and you successfully got to Diamond Lake and maybe I should let you take over the rest of the story from there. Yeah, we pushed on to Diamond Lake, uh, but not before the mosquitoes caught up with Aaron. Oh, my God. oh yeah. Damn those mosquitoes. Oh. Uh, well, two, those full of mosquitoes. Two things I want to interject uh, before we get on to that part. And uh, one is I, <clears throat> I kind of want to hear from the rest, like, what exactly happened during that time like after we left and and your dad came and picked you up like you know as i don't know in as much detail as you as you care to give because i really actually never heard much of that other than like oh it was awful and and people thought you know we were dying (laughs) yeah um well, if it's detail you want, I'll give you detail. Um, so the pile of puke was about 14 inches in diameter. <laughs> My favorite memory from that couple hours is, uh, like, I didn't really notice much of what was going on except that I was really sick. But at one point I did look up right after just spewing everywhere. <laughs> and there was this, like, line of cars waiting to waiting the flagger had stopped them and there's just like a line of cars right next to where i'm laying just everybody like watching me <laughs> like just get sick all over the ditch and jody had, had a nectarine for lunch so there was nectarine in the in the pile no no <laughs> that sounds <Yeah>. terrible <laughs> uh, but yeah she's right uh, we the, just to get the mental image here for everybody we literally like just threw all of our stuff in the ditch right where the line of cars stops for the flagger at the entrance of the, the construction site. So, you know, you know how they do it at, at construction. Like there's a, maybe whatever, a 10 minute interval where they let cars stack up and then the pilot car takes that stack through. So every 10 minutes, there's a new set of vehicles parking right next to us to watch us in our pathetic state where we've got two little children who are dirty head to toe running around wildly and I'm frantically running around trying to like break down all of our equipment so that it's small enough to fit in my parents' car when they arrive. And, and whenever Jody actually stirs or says, I need something, attend to that and make sure my kids don't run out in traffic. And so it was just kind of like this really chaotic hour of waiting, basically. Um, there was not a dull moment for me. <laughs> I'll say that. And, and right as I got the last bit of equipment broken down, my dad arrived. So it was kind of perfect timing there. And and the flagger there who was stopping traffic even came up and checked on us, I think, two or three times. She was just very concerned about the fact that we were laying in the ditch. I mean, obviously, <laughs> that, that would concern some people. I suppose um, so. <laughs> yeah. And, and actually, I, at least one motorist got out of their car and checked on us, too. It was actually this very kind older lady who had a European accent of some, cor- some sort that I couldn't place. But um, they were in, like, a 40-foot RV, and she comes 
trekking out of the RV to come over and see if we needed anything. So it was very nice. We, we got a lot of hospitality from people, but, you know, the answer was always the same, which is like, hey, we're just waiting. Our ride's going to be here in a minute. Um, thanks for your concern, you know, but as much as it doesn't look like we're okay, we're actually okay. There you go. <laughs> I remember, uh, I don't, I remember just hearing Rhea asking for Cheetos like 10 times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we did not have the Cheetos for Rhea. Because we spoiled her at uh, that's the right. Creek store. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we that's right. wet her appetite uh, with, with a, a whole bag. Uh, that was that was quite a lot of Cheetos. That was good stuff. Well, anyways, so you, the Rust uh, the Rust seniors uh, came to uh, to pick you up and, and uh, bring you to uh, to their home, which was the eventual endpoint. That was what we had planned to uh, ride That's to, right. uh, at least. Anyways, uh, so you guys had uh, some rest and relaxation, and I guess uh, repairing time there, just to lay down and, and get better. Uh, we mm-hmm. continued on. We camped at Diamond Lake that night. Uh, Aaron got swarmed by mosquitoes. Yeah, Adele, yeah. the mosquitoes on the road outran. to Diamond Lake were vicious. They were, they yeah. were awful. Um, yeah, I will say, that, like from that point, uh, from when we dropped off the Russ till uh, we finally crested yeah, fourteen miles got to the later. top of that hill mm-hmm. at Diamond Lake, that was probably the most emotionally draining part of the ride for me. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> I went from uh, Johnny optimistic to like just gradually to like everything sucks. I'm going to die here. I hate mosquitoes. I hate life. I'm like, as the rust were already in a ditch, I was just going to pull over purposely in a ditch and, and wait for sweet right. death by malaria. Uh, but yeah, it was a and, possibility. There was a lot of mosquitoes. Up yeah. There. It just got worse and worse. And, I realized at one point I was in the lowest gear possible, making no headway. Um, my legs are just super tired. I can't outrun these mosquitoes. I don't have anything in my gear to like any kind of mosquito repellent. I mean, at one point in time, I was slathering myself with tea tree oil just because I knew it. It smelled something, you know, and it, it kept them somewhat away for a little while, but right. tea tree oil evaporates really quickly. So, uh, yeah. and, and again, like I was just going so slow, like you guys, uh, totally went way, way up ahead. Um, and you know, I could hear you kind of like yelling, uh, some, some encouragement from up there, like, come on, you can do this or, you know, you're a machine or whatever. And I was like, no, I'm not. I suck. Why did the rust have to go? And now I'm going to be gone too. You're a machine. You're just a slow machine right now. Well, I just remember I was going to go back to Brock to get the bug repellent because Brock was maybe a hundred yards behind oh, yeah. me and Aaron. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I'll just, or, or I was like, oh, let's stop here and wait for Brock. And I look behind me and I see like hovering over my um, back tire, there was like a cloud of mosquitoes, like one of the 10 plagues. Like, I kid you not. It was like yeah. a plague of mosquitoes. And they were, then they like all swarmed me. And so I was like, gotta keep going, Aaron. I'm sorry. We can't get this bug spray. So I just start pedaling again and like barely like keeping inches ahead of this cloud of mosquitoes. And like, they still got me. I mean, I think I had 50 bites on each leg that night. Right. But I mean, 50? I, you I got off so. light. Oh, <laughs> I, I have never had yeah. that before. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Diamond Lake was a great campsite. It's uh, it's a popular camping destination. It's uh, well improved. There are showers there. It's great. 
so we camped there. Uh, had don't, a wonderful. Don't swim in Diamond Lake. Don't swim. There's an algae bloom right now. I did. Adele swam. It was great. And as far as we can tell, she's fine. So yeah. <laughs> no thirty years yet. Yeah. Uh, the, I drank a full, well, no, I, I drank a half bottle of whiskey basically. I mean, I shared a little bit of it, but I, most you of it I drank. Time. So yeah, it was, it had been a long day and I, I felt like I needed some relief. So mm-hmm. that bean was burritos. Yeah. Bean burritos. Dinner. Those are the best bean burritos I've ever had in my life. Yeah. I will say like, like once we crested that top of the hill, like everything instantly got better. I was like, yes, mountains. <laughs> and now I can go downhill and that's right. And life is awesome again. And, like, I think I actually like kind of wept a little bit. It was like a death and rebirth sort of experience. <laughs> right, right, yeah. exactly. So we slept there that night. Uh, we got up, uh, grabbed some supplies from the uh, the resort store that was there. And then we thought it was the last day. We pushed on to Crater Lake. Yeah. Uh, and Crater Lake, even after you get to the park, uh, it's uh, it's still an intense climb from the, the park. The, the, the guard station, you know, where you pay your admission fee. Uh, all the way up to the rim, mm-hmm. and uh, it took us a while. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, after a long, hard push, we got up to the top. We saw beautiful water. Mm-hmm. Uh, we decided to go down to uh, the only trail that leads to the uh, the actual lake itself. Uh, so uh, <laughs> we gave up a lot of that hard earned elevation, coasted downhill. Sorry, guys, so I made them do it. I I was in no way going to Crater Lake and not jumping in. Right. So right. I'd been looking forward to that for you know. I don't know, my entire life. I don't know. So so we got there and you guys were like, we made the rim, woo. And I was like, well, now we have to actually swim in the lake. So <laughs> now we have to bike five miles downhill. We're going to have to gain it on the way back and right. then hike a thousand feet down <laughs> to, the, right. to the lake's level. I will say like um, in retrospect, I'm glad we did that. But at yeah. that moment where we're like making this decision, I kind I kind of resented you a little. You were bit. not a happy camper, <laughs> <laughs> but I did. I was like, I'm going. <laughs> yeah, and it was it was great. I mean, the water was yeah. refreshing and cool. We uh, yeah. hiked down. We hiked up. Mm-hmm. Uh, we bicycled back to the the rim. Back to the peak, and mm-hmm. that was pretty much uh, that was that was our cradle experience. We got to to see the whole thing. Adele, you and I posed as uh, as uh, Tron and and uh, whoever else. <laughs> Tron and that other. Except instead of a, a yeah, suit. <laughs> instead, I was of a, a rain jacket. Yeah, instead of a disc, we had a bicycle helmet that we were lifting up to the sky. Oh, that was pretty cool. So that was pretty great. Yeah, um, and that was that was it. Yeah, uh, we made it eventually to uh, to the Rust Mansion, but before we did so, we had uh, we had a little bit of a uh, sad experience with Zantera. Oh, Zantera! Oh. Before that, yeah. uh, localized thunderstorm. Localized thunderstorm. Oh, That's true. Yeah. We saw that up on the rim. That was pretty so, awesome. Yeah, uh, I should ask now because we, we could probably do this for a while and i mean maybe i should put a limit on it myself but uh rust family uh we may uh, spend some time talking about the uh, the downfalls of the zantera organization would you like to stay on the line for that or should we let you go for the night yeah yeah we're here all right good enough well we went to uh, we went to mazama village which is uh run by contractor zantera and uh, we can all say that zantera is lame um yeah just <laughs> thumb, hash mark thumbs lame. down Thumbs down all the way. Um, right. Seeing if I still have the little video piece that I. Hey, so check this out. So we found a snow lodge um, that we are staying in for free because Vantera Industries or whoever they are. They suck. They suck. Anything with Vantera's name on it. Zero, double zero. You see my thumb? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Anyhow, so that was that was a video that we recorded that night. Yeah. Uh, after we were 
essentially turned away. We weren't entirely, we weren't de facto turned away, but they said that we had to pay $27 for an RV site because uh, there was no accommodation for uh, us bicyclists that showed up. In a national park, which was kind of shocking because I'd heard from, I don't know, at least one source that oh, yeah. I didn't do my Joe Kermeski kind of said that and I don't know maybe one of his books he's going to Yellowstone and and the campground was all full but since it was a national park they let the the bikers have a you know a spot somewhere to park on or to, right. to camp on right. um but not not this uh company right and I mean technically I mean it's on a national park but they're private run organization sure. and they were offering as a site but $27 for a pad of right, concrete exactly. was not going to cut it right so when really all we wanted was just a place some dirt to put a our grassy knoll yeah. yeah maybe we could have made do it on a like 10 foot square yeah. of you know yeah of grass oh and uh, then and then right. you got denied from the uh, um all you can eat buffet restaurant which we were i totally we, set my heart on that night we had right. all gotten pretty excited about a buffet restaurant mm-hmm. pretty much that was the thing that got me to hike down to the crater no and way. then back up was oh, like no. this idea that okay well you know when we're done there's this all you can eat buffet afterwards and <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna gorge ourselves um and so while you guys were registering for the site or getting turned away for for the site, I <clears throat> went into the buffet that is, you know, attached to the Zantara campgrounds and run by Zantara Industries, who, I, again, I, I cannot emphasize enough is a thumbs down. Uh, they just don't do customer service very well. They, yeah, yeah. Um, Anyways, I'm in there. I, I put my name. There's like a line and it's maybe an hour before they their hours close anyway. Um, and they call us. I actually put your names down because, you know, uh, table for Flores is probably not going to get me services <laughs> as quickly. So anyways. Happy to lend you my family name anytime. Sir. Sure. So they're, they're like, did his party of three. And, you know, I'm there in my, you know bike jacket you know but also covered in road dust and uh she, the hostess is like where where's the rest of your party and I'm, oh they'll be here soon well where are they well they'll be here let's you can just show me to the table when they get here i'll i'll make sure they get to the table well where are they well they're registering for a site oh no 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 that that's gonna take too long i'm i can't hold the table for that long and i'm like what I'm, I'm just i'm just kind of flabbergasted like this has never happened to me before you know usually i i go i get my table and if there's like one or two people from our party that's not there it's like oh they'll meet up with us and you know hardly ever is there questions asked um i will say not to vilify them too much uh it, it was rather crowded uh there were a lot of people waiting and I guess oh. stuff happens to wait staff all the time. Right, so Right, right. However. However. You know. <laughs> no by mercy. Rights, by rights. From that her. was that was my table. And yeah, it, it, she was just the, – what really got me was she was just really unapologetic. I can't hold her table. And yeah, I was just really like surprised and taken aback. And I'm like, well, well this is our table. And she goes, no, we're, we're way too crowded. I, you're going to have to go in the back of the line. And, you know, I, at that point, I realized we weren't going to get a table. Uh, and <laughs> you know what? They, they were charging way too much for this anyways. It was like $17 for for this buffet, which, 
you know, I don't know. It's it's buffet food. It's sitting under a heat lamp. So there you go. That's a shot of realism <clears throat> that probably we need. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So well, yeah, and it turned out to be a blessing in disguise for me later on. So. That's right, because yeah. uh, well, we sure we went on down the road. We uh, we knew we weren't going to pay twenty seven dollars just to camp on dirt, and so we kept on rolling down the road, hoping we'd find a place so we could kind of squat at. And uh, we came across uh, Adam. You had recommended the Annie Creek Snow Park, which uh, during the winter is a snowmobiling location. It's uh, it's fantastic. It's just outside the national park in the Forest Service, um, and uh, they they have a uh, a shelter there. It's a, a little lodge that's built to warm yourself in when you're out to enjoying the winter sports. And uh, in the summertime, nobody uses it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we rolled right Except in. Except French bicyclists. Except French bicyclists. And us. And us, yes. Uh, and yeah. non-French bicyclists. Anyone anyone in the Klamath Falls or any creek area listening uh, at this point, they need firewood. There was like this big sign, we need firewood. So True if you've got extra firewood, take it over there because right. we certainly drained them that night. Yeah, yeah. We made, uh, we made food that night, so – yeah, but there's a wood stove, and it was mosquito-proof because the windows had glass. Were there even windows? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah the windows, windows had glass, and then there were these kind of plastic flaps in front of the door. So no mosquitoes could get in, so we had this great little log cabin all to ourselves for free. It was pretty fantastic. Yeah. So, Adam, thanks for the tip. Yeah, yeah no problem. Yeah, uh, that was uh, we met Rancher Bob, who was living in this big 40-foot RV. <laughs> um, he lent us a can opener because... Uh, we didn't have a can opener. That's so classic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, to open so, the beans we bought from Zantera. <laughs> so. Right. We bought this food that we were, were assuming we were going to have to eat cold. Um, and then I uh, didn't realize we – well, you guys had one of those pull tabs on your beef stew. But right. me being all picky and not eating meat, I settled for <laughs> refried beans, which didn't have the convenient pull tab. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> So. But uh, yeah, it was a it was a great place to spend the night. We uh, we played some dominoes and uh, yeah, we we uh, enjoyed ourselves. I think I was on the the vodka at that point. Um, but that was the night Adele that you got sick, and that was that was why it was good that you, that we had not actually oh, stuffed I'm ourselves so at the buffet restaurant. Yeah, I kind of realized it was happening to me when we'd all turned in, and I was I insisted. This is a little embarrassing, but I insisted on setting up the one person tent that Aaron had been using all week on top of a picnic table inside the snow shelter because I was afraid of like mice or rats or bears and or well yes yeah that the tent's definitely gonna keep me safe it was also bear country and you know lots of coyotes and Brock and Aaron were just laid out on these picnic tables I had my tent on top of a picnic table and then around midnight it started to get that you know kind of bad queasy feeling that sickly feeling knowing just as i was trying to fall asleep so it just got worse all night didn't sleep all night until probably about three in the morning you know i ran outside and and it all just came up and so i lay back in my tent and then uh, and then it was soon after that that i like the symphony of coyotes just started going off and I think it was one of the most terrifying. I think that was one of my lows of the trip. Just terrified, like lying awake, shivering, knowing I'm going to have to run outside and throw up some more at any minute, and hearing hundreds of coyotes or what it sounded like hundreds yeah. of them. Just you know, it was kind of a haunting sound. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of beautiful, Honestly. but I also you know was a little bit unsettled because there's only these plastic flaps on the doorway and like no way to really shut them out. Even though I know coyotes don't really, you know, go for people, but still I had just, you know, upchecked all this beef stew right outside the door. So (laughs) I thought, Oh no, they're going to be attracted to this. We're going to get bears. Okay. But whatever. I just sort of like, 
quaked in my little boots all night and didn't really, I sort of slept and, and then in the morning, um, yeah, Adam and his, his dad came and took me right. out of there. <laughs> yeah. That was the second time to pull the ripcord. Adam, you, uh, you were kind enough to, to rustle your dad from, uh, from bed and, uh, have him drive out and pick up my sick wife. So thank you so much. <laughs> well, it was actually my pleasure because this is why our uh, our exit from the trip was not truly the end for us. I got to come back and actually ride some miles with you guys from the snow park back to the house, which is about 27 miles. And when I knew that we were coming back to get somebody, I was like, well, you know, I better bring my bike just in case, you know. And just in case. I got to ride some more, which was, which was really great because I really wanted to ride in those last miles with you. Yeah. And that was a good day's ride, Aaron. Yeah. You and I made that uh, with with Adam, and uh, we we saw all of the the beautiful Klamath Valley Basin Valley floor. Uh, we stopped down. We saw some of the lake, and uh, and then we rolled into uh, your very steep uh, driveway of your <laughs> oh, parents. <yeah. laughs> I remember in succession uh, as we're going because it, it's a steep hill going down right towards your house, Adam. And um, I'm kind of we're going at a pretty decent clip, and I'm keeping up with you. And you say something like, "Get ready to shift down." <clears throat> and I I didn't quite get it at first, and then you know you pull in, and it's a really steep uh, <clears throat> incline right uh, up to yeah. up to your house. And I remember just you know expletive shit, you know right trying to shift down as as you know I realize I'm in way too high of a gear for this, <laughs> and then no more than you know maybe a minute. Two minutes later, Brock, who is tailing us, you know, same thing. I could hear him from behind us. Shit! <laughs> you know, right. click, 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 click. Quick succession. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we made it up to the top of the hill. And at the top of the hill, uh, that, that's where your parents live. And they have this beautiful view of Klamath Lake. Uh, it's a yeah. fantastic, wonderful place to to, uh, to live and to relax and rest. Um uh, both of the uh, the Rust senior parents are uh, are uh, wonderful people. Uh, both uh, both Jim and Meta both uh, took care of us yes. very well. Uh, they fed us. They gave us uh, beer. They gave us soda. They uh, uh, they they took care of Adele. They gave me her. a can and sent me to a guest room, <laughs> which I was more than happy to do. Right. Uh, so. Yeah. So we all uh, we all kind of uh, rested and recovered there, but uh, it was great. I know there's a, a wonderful altruism. I think that that I learned from this trip. Just uh, like at so many points, we had we had people showing up in in uh, you know vehicles to to pick us up or to drive us somewhere. Um, and I feel like uh, I feel like it's nice to have that experience every now and again to be in genuine need and to realize that uh, the easiest way to solve this problem right now is with someone for someone with a truck to come and pick us up. You know, and like. You, everyone knows I'm uh, I'm all about low car life and that sort of thing. But here and there, it is nice. Uh, it is nice yeah. to to have the option just to, just to have someone come and pick you up. So yeah, and Mr. Rust, well, and and Mrs. Rust afterwards like loved to sort of razz you about the whole like oh seriously one less SUV uh, sticker you have on your bike. That's there. right. <laughs> so yeah. I uh, I was very impressed and uh, and uh, very 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 much enjoyed the uh, the Rust family mansion there. So <laughs> true. Uh, we uh, we all rested. Uh, Aaron, you got sick the oh, night yeah. before we left on the train. Uh, I got sick the day after we got home. Uh, so that virus is a it's a kicker. Uh, you got to stay away from that. If uh, if you know anyone who has it, don't uh, don't go anywhere near them. Just don't just go bike camping with them. them. Yeah. And by the way, both my parents ended up getting sick. I think uh, the dance you guys. Right. That's right. And I, I stole their can. I took it on the train with oh, me. Oh, no. <laughs> it's what we get for all that altruism. 
Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, did they recover, Adam? Yeah, yeah, they had the same experience with it that all of us did. There you um, go. Seemed like it was one of those bugs where you know, if you're around anybody with it, just count on getting it, and it's always going to treat everybody the same. It's indiscriminate. <laughs> So, yeah, it will liquefy your insides. Doesn't no care how nice you are, you are yeah. or whether yeah. you're on a bike trip or not. Yeah, I, I remember not to get too much onto the whole sickness thing, but there was a there's a point, uh, Brock, where you're kind of like checking in on me. You know, you're like, I think we had already been on the train for some time. You're like, how, how are you holding up? And I I didn't really know like what to say other than. I can't believe there's still stuff inside me that's coming out. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was think, a dangerous, yeah, we dangerous all time. We're at that place at some point. Yeah. Ugh. Well, it was a good tour, so mm-hmm. maybe we should probably wrap up here pretty quick. But uh, Adam and Jody, reflections? Anything that you learned about uh, about uh, traveling with children? About uh, simplicity and bicycles? Uh, anything at all? Uh, I'd actually like to share one other chapter in the narrative before getting to reflection. Is that oh, all please right? do, please do. Um, so the the thing that happened for me and Jody after you guys left is um, a couple days passed by. We got all recovered and everything, and it was just nagging me that we had basically taken the ride in order to ride around Crater Lake, and due to the sickness, Jody and I did not get to ride those miles. So we ridden every other mile on that ride except for the miles around Crater Lake. <laughs> so True it was enough. terrible irony. And and then I was kind of like, well, you know what? We've got all our bike gear. We're back in good health. We, we're we living like an hour away from the rim right now. Why not go ride it? So you know, I guess it was about three days after you guys left, and we were, we stayed on at my parents' house for a little while longer. Um, my dad actually dropped us off up at Crater Lake Lodge, and Jody and I, just by ourselves, no kids or anything, um, just took the, the morning and rode the 33 miles around the rim and on, and then came the miles down off the rim to, to the same snow park where we picked up Adele. So, um, we, we were really, that was probably like, that was a good move. I'll just say that. Oh, that's good. <laughs> because, uh, a little bit of payoff. It, oh man, it was fantastic. If anyone has any ideas of riding bikes around the rim of Crater Lake, follow your heart on that because <laughs> <laughs> I would do that again in a heartbeat. That was, that was really, really rewarding. Um, so just wanted to make sure people know we did actually end up, the, the story ends kind of with a happy ending. We did get to accomplish our goals of riding around Crater Lake. So. Everyone got what they wanted yeah. at the end. It's a, yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. It's a good way to redeem uh, the whole sickness mm-hmm. episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, main reflections other than that were what I shared before. Like, the, I really appreciated the solidarity of when we were kind of struggling up that gravel hill. Um, you know, I thought that was a real kind of team building moment. Um, I think it really solidified some things in my mind. For example, I would take another bike tour with you guys in a heartbeat. Oh, so, that's nice of you to say. Thank you. And I'm on record with that. All right. Yeah, indeed you are. It's going out to the public. <laughs> right back at you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So yeah, if anyone out there gets the chance to take a, a tour with friends, do it. And, and I guess that's my other reflection too, is now that we've done a few tours with you guys as a group, I don't know. I, I don't really have any desire ever to just go touring solo. I think you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could see virtue in it, and and I could see that it would be great. But I think it would be far more awesome, far more rewarding, always to do it as a team. Um, you know, with some good friends. There's pluses and minuses to every situation, but I think the pluses of bike touring with people vastly outweigh the minuses. So, um, nice. you know, whenever, whenever I daydream about another tour, I always include people in my daydream. I like that. That's that's really cool. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, anything from you, Jody? 
uh, sorry, Jody had to leave the oh, room. She, to, all for right. There we go. Well, if she has anything, we uh, will uh, have her uh, patch her in later, I guess. I was really hoping I, she I would had, say something nice about it. I imagine me. she'd probably say, don't go bike touring when ill with the stomach flu. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> uh, Aaron, this was your first tour. Reflections, uh, <clears throat> things you learned? Uh, don't knock over the root beer oh, on the glass table. Uh, yeah. Reflections, things I've learned. It was the most physically, emotionally draining um, episode of my life, but totally worth it because it was also the most emotionally rewarding episode. Well, that's actually pretty superlative there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, it was just totally worth it. Really awesome. Um, I I can't put it any better than, than rest than Adam had, uh, had stated, like <clears throat> I was really surprised, not just with everybody's coming together. Um, but even with, with my own, uh, w- being able to support everybody, like, uh, many times if given my own or if left to my own devices, uh, when faced with like crisis or crises, um, you know, I can let that kind of uh, overwhelm me and I can do the whole like give up and everything sucks and uh, <laughs> there is no hope kind of I get in that mode. Um, but it's something about the whole shared misery experience really uh, kind of brought out the best uh, in, in all of us. Uh, and I totally agree. Like I have never done a solo trip and I, out of curiosity, I would I would love to do it just to see what it was like. But I would say it probably would not, I, and this is pure conjecture, but it probably would not be anywhere near as rewarding as like being with people that you can you can gel with uh, and and really work well together with. Um, yeah, team building, two thousand eleven. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. Adele, anything else to add on that one? Yeah, I mean, I I want to chime in on that. This was the hardest bike trip I have ever done. Um, challenging, yes, mentally and physically and all that. Um, at, at points, it, it reminded me of when I was a, a venture camp counselor out in Colorado and we would stick like middle schoolers and high schoolers into these really intense, like, seem, no, I don't know, not quite like life-threatening situations, but very intense situations mm. um, to sort of force them to realize what was real in life. Right. And to then we'd like debrief together and they're like, what did you learn? And um, so some of these days on this bike trip, uh, I, I had like some of those same feelings that I had, that those, those kids were experiencing. Yeah. Um, but this was for real, you know, like this was not um, set up this was not a scenario right. that someone was setting up for us. This like this was so real life, and it was like almost more like life and death. Like yes, we need to you know take care of water and children and our food and all this stuff. And so um, I, I really love how it yeah forced us to either come together or like n- or fail. Um, and I was tempted to you know I don't know when when Brock was leading us up that gravel road be like come on Brock didn't you look at the elevation like and come on and the truth is I did not right right like you gotta do that but I hadn't really helped plan this trip much so I couldn't really talk but I kind of <laughs> like put a lid on that and just buckled down to the task at hand and right. figuring out what needed to be done um, and so it was a really good maturing experience for me um, also just um, 
you know, I, I love daydreaming about bike trips in Europe and New Zealand and all these cool places. And, you know, well, home could never be that cool. But the reality is Oregon has a lot of incredible things. I think being up at Crater Lake was one of the most um, dramatic scenes I'd ever been privy to in my whole life. And, you know, like I've seen some cool mountain ranges, but this was tops. And so just learning like, hey, sometimes the coolest things lie maybe not in my own backyard, but pretty close to it and just exploring what's nearby and what I don't need to take an airplane across the world to get to, or take a train across the world to get to. Um, I can hop on my bike and go and I can get to an amazing place just, you know, with those two wheels. Um, It's a good lesson for all of us. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Unless you live in New Jersey, there's probably not much there. (laughs) (laughs) Manhattan. (laughs) Come on. They're the gardens. That's right. Uh, Sorry for anyone who lives in (laughs) New Jersey. I kid. Of course I kid. Uh, Yeah. I think it was the Ben Franklin who said if we, during the revolutionary war, if if we do not all hang together, we will certainly uh, hang separately. And so, yeah, I I feel like that's probably what, uh, what could have happened if we had not, uh, if we not all thrown in the best of our, uh, of our emotions and goodwill and, and uh, good efforts and, uh, and uh, you know, helped each other through, through the hard times to get to the good times. So well, that's that's the well whole thing. Said, so, I'm sorry. What was that, Adam? Well said, my friend. Oh, thank you, sir. Well, I I pride myself on my oration skills. <laughs> I'm going to let you go, Adam, and we're going to close out this episode. But uh, we do appreciate you joining us, and uh, do pass along our thanks to Jody. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, guys. All right, man. See you later on. Bye, Adam. Bye. All right. Uh, well, that, my friends, is the very end of the Sprocket Podcast. We have said everything there is to say. Is there anything else we could say? Uh, I was still trying to find out that uh, one uh, worker's name, the construction lady. Oh, true enough. <laughs> uh, I, I got the video, but I don't know if it's really prudent. At this okay. Point. Well, we, we could throw it in later if we need to. Yeah, there you go. All right. <laughs> well, hey, folks, uh, the Sprocket Podcast. We are here on the Internet. Our website is thesprocketpodcast.com, and you can find all of the exciting details about everything there. Uh, send us feedback about the program, suggestions for topics, guests, or uh, drinks you'd like us to try. Uh, you can write us with email. The address is thesprocketpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can call and leave us a message. Tell us your stories at 503-847-9774. Thanks to Ryan J. Lane for providing the theme music. You can find him on the Internet at myspace.com slash Lane. And for all of us uh, here at the Sprocket, I say farewell, and we will talk to you next time. 